everyone, and welcome back to another episode of... In the cold November rain. That's what it reminded me of. W. Axel Rose. <gasps> What's the W Woo! stand for? I don't know, but the initials, W. Axel Rose, where he, as he was billed on like the first Guns N' Roses album, War, W. Axel Rose. Oh, my G. Whoa. Chris? War? War? What? <laughs> War? What? <laughs> Hello? War? Hello? War? Well, is it William Axel Rose? I think his real name is... William Bailey, Bill Bailey is Axel Rose's real name. Bill Bailey, that's yeah. really different yeah. than Axel Rose. Yeah. He's Bill Bailey when he gets off the bus at the beginning of the Welcome to the Jungle video. Excuse me. Um, all those guys, I guess it was just a thing for a period there where you gave yourself kind of a dangerous name. Yeah. Axel. The Edge. Slash. You know what Slash Sting. is? Slash's real name is? Go on. Slush. <laughs> Just joking. Slush Puppy. Slush Puppy. So slash Pappy. <laughs> Axel, The yeah. Edge, Sting, Slash. Mm-hmm. Were there more in that era of guys with names that sounded like... The singer of you 2 his name was falling? Bonobo Monkey. Oh, yeah. Bono Vox. Yeah. I mean, if you go into the world of punk or rap, everyone has a fun name. Yeah. That's true. Rat Scabies. Hello, I'm Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Ice Cube. I'm Kool Aid. <laughs> We're going to get along just fine. Hi, Ice Cube. I'd like you to drop inside of me and cool me down. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Ice Cube just announced like a Canadian tour? And the places he's playing are very strange. Nowhere in like. I think he's playing like a casino near Toronto, but like he's not playing Toronto or Montreal. He's playing like Penticton, BC. <laughs> he's like weird rural. He's playing like not even Halifax, some like place outside Halifax I in think, Nova Scotia. You know what? I don't know if this is connected, but I think he went a bit nuts during the pandemic and and uh, was he an anti-vax guy briefly? Actually, it might have been like during the racial turmoil and protests uh, after the George Floyd incident, right. but I think he went far. Right. You see what I'm saying? With his opinion. I wonder if that split the crowd a so little bit. Mike, He's I was going to say, maybe you've got the Ice Cube t- uh, tour mixed up with the Letterkenny tour. <laughs> no, he's playing. He's like playing towns that you'd expect Roseanne Bar or Letterkenny to go to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Ice Cube. Well, we are burying the lead. Mike was in England for a bit, and now he's back, and we're thrilled to have him back. Thank you, James. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Bruno the Cat. Good to see you all. Yes, I've been across the pond, and I arrived back home, and then the king had cancer. And when you go to the UK again, Mm -hmm. and come back again, we'll be glad to have you back. Now, Mike, (laughs) I I do want to get it on the record. I do think it's a little curious and suspicious that... Mike goes to England, and all of a sudden, King Charles gets cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. And apparently, he got cancer the same way Michael Douglas did, <laughs> <laughs> eating out Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I think he got it from eating out Camilla Scott. 
<laughs> is that her name? Camilla Parker Ball. Balls. Pa- Bowles. Parker Bowles. Yeah. Camilla Scott was a Canadian uh, talk Ricky show Link. host. Yes, the Canadian, Canadian Ricky, Ricky Link. Link. Yes. Hey, so, but answer us. Where were you on the day mm-hmm. King Charles got cancer? I was in the air. So mm. okay. I, the police and MI5 or MI6 can't uh, point their fingers at me. When you were in the air, were you in your own rented private jet? And did you have canisters underneath that jet that were releasing a deadly gas over Buckingham Palace? <laughs> in a way. <laughs> air Transat offers that now. So, yes. I upgraded to gas release nod- nozzle. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Toby Keith died today. So oh, it yeah, used to be crazy. we had cash, hope, and jobs. And now we have no Keith, no Charles, no Hawking. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell is this future bringing to us on our <laughs> knees? Oh, God. But it's great oh, to be back we, here. I feel uh, punch drunk because I haven't slept properly. And I Was it Suze's birthday? It was her birthday. Yeah. Happy, Happy belated, Suze. This is a fun thing. <clears throat> so we stayed because it's very expensive to always be there and to stay in a hotel there. We uh, have been staying in budget hotels. And mm-hmm. the place we stayed in was five stories underground. So it was <gasps> like a bunker with no windows. <laughs> And five stories. It's, t- it's like very far underground. That's really I've scary. I've actually never been in a building. I don't think that goes underground five stories. Was it like one of those oh, spy movies where the yeah. elevator goes down and oh, you, you go, must. "Whoa!" Except everyone in the building is trying to save money and is uh, <laughs> stressed about their budget. Do you still call it a building when it goes underground? Yeah. <laughs> What? You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like a building at that point. <laughs> it's just a la- it's an empty space in the ground. But it's, because the room was so small and it's like a double bed and tiny everything's cramped there. Cozy. Cozy and so it's a concrete room. <laughs> Sound just bounces off the floor and the walls, right? The bathroom is very close to the bed and there's it just there's a sliding door. It doesn't really cover the bottom or the top properly and in the middle there's just an open hole where like a doorknob would be what so the toilet is right there you're essentially in the same room as the toilet that's a nightmare and so it's stressful and we noticed like hey there's like on the bed there were like towels and like soap and two boxes of earplugs and we're like what and like <laughs> they give you earplugs shitting earplugs <laughs> So you don't hear each other shit. Oh, my God. Because you're basically shitting in the not, same room. You're not hearing it from a window, right? Because there are none. No, it's not like, oh, this must be a loud hotel. No, you're so deep underground, you can't hear anything. Can I ask you a question about this Except deep... your lover pooing. So you can wear yeah. earplugs while you're taking a shit. And your, your, yeah, lover you can... <laughs> your lover You misunderstand it, and you put them on while you have yeah. really bad diarrhea. And yeah. Yeah. I, just, I don't want to hear myself. <laughs> Susan just listens to the whole thing. <laughs> so what we did is I do you ever when you're about to fart do you ever panic and put earplugs in <laughs> get them in get them in oh no one fell out oh no oh I heard it <laughs> can it's I ask like you one thing about this subterranean mask? deep deep subterranean toilet situation yeah, yeah. after you're done does a weird mole person <laughs> hand you toilet paper <laughs> a hand comes out here you go yeah a ghoulie they built this where uh, my my house used to be <laughs> so a ghoulie the first morning I insisted that, and, uh, does this make me a bad boyfriend or the best boyfriend? Oh, I, I love, was like, I love this. Um, can you go to the, 
leave the room or go to the reception and I'll call you when I'm done in like 10 minutes. Dude, I've done that many a time. She was annoyed, but I was like, this is actually for the best. When not, um, Evan yeah. and I, early in our relationship... You can't, air out, you can't open the windows and air it out five <laughs> stories down. All you can do is just keep flushing the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so that the suction takes the air out of the room. <laughs> Yeah, how yeah. the hell? Is there even ventilation down there? What are you guys hiding from nuclear war? What yeah. is this place? You would never know if bombs went off and then you'd still be stressed <laughs> about hearing each other shit. What yeah. you did is the right thing to do. I've done it before. I still would do it. I mean, I don't care anymore if Evany hears me, yeah. but I still, out of courtesy to her, would do that. And when we were dating in early in our relationship and I didn't even want to go there, we went on a a trip to Niagara-on-the-Lake, and we stayed at a really pretty hotel. Was it the Princess of Wales? Yes. That's a beautiful-ass hotel. Beautiful hotel. We got a really nice room, uh-uh. and I, my stomach went off, and I said to her some lie, like, I'm just going to go outside for some reason. Like, <laughs> Go shit outside. Yeah, and I went down to the lobby to go to the toilet, because I'm yeah. like, yeah. I'm not doing this Yeah, yeah. in this romantic night. No, you weren't married yet. No. So you hadn't, like, sealed the... Di- you hadn't no. clinched it. No. Wow. No, I I know. Stress. I remember one time. I think I said I'm going to go to the store to get a bottle of water. And she's like, why do that? They have bottles of water in the fridge. And I came up with some lie. I've walked three, <laughs> four blocks in the cold January snow blizzard winter to use one at a Starbucks one instead of like, I'm going to go get a coffee. I can make coffee. I like Starbucks coffee. <laughs> now you know what I do at home though to drown out the noises. I just play Slayer on my Bluetooth You've speaker. You've talked about this. You love listening to music <laughs> on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, whoa, this song is really heavy. Hang on a second, yeah. I'm on mute. What the? <laughs> it's just your butt. South of heaven. Yeah, mommy, what's daddy doing in the? <laughs> bathroom and then slayer's like rated blood (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean oh wow well i can't believe you guys hid underground for all those days we hid underground to celebrate uh my special girl's birthday (laughs) that's awesome it was nice wow was it scary underground like I think I'm claustrophobic, so I feel like um, the, that would freak me out. I think two nights was the most I would want to do there because you mm-hmm. do know, like, there's obviously no sunlight, no fresh air. Mm-hmm. It's very weird, and you, you're aware there's like. Do they have fake windows? Thousands with, like, of tons. No, paintings have, like, a, of the sky. They didn't have like a screen that just showed you like outs, like a field outside. <laughs> <laughs> was it at least a good deal for like for London? I think it was like a hundred pounds a night. Wow, it's like everything you need, just cheap, but yeah. still it's clean. Central toilet problems. Uh, it'd be very. It'd be good if you're like. But there's a big old, circle in the door so that people can just watch you. Yeah, and all the sound and <laughs> grunt odors. and sweat. Yeah, it's like built for a peeping tom. It's built for like built one for of the stars of uh, the sitcom Spun Out. <laughs> <laughs> not not true. <laughs> yeah, that's not even hearsay. Wow. Well, I. I uh, yeah, I'm surprised. I am claustrophobic. I feel like I would feel a bit antsy. I mean, even when we lived in a condo uh, for six years, we were on the fourth floor, and there was like 21 floors or something. So I kept thinking of all those other 17 floors like crushing me one day. I did think that was like there's thousands of tons of steel and concrete over our heads. Yeah, but still a good deal. I. <laughs> 
<laughs> you gotta take a risk. Price is right. <laughs> Speaking of claustrophobia, I read the other night. For some reason, why did I read this? I read a story about a guy who got stuck in a cave in the States, and it was a really dangerous cave, and he took a wrong turn, and he ended up stuck upside down in a tunnel, and he couldn't get out, and it was like days, and then he died. And then they couldn't even get him out, because like, how do you get him out? And this is in America. This is in the United States. And then they just closed- Where was he? uh, Somewhere in the States, and then they closed the cave. You cannot go there in there again. And there's a guy who died in there. Wait, I think I- you read that article? Yeah. I read that. I read one just like that. He was stuck upside down yes. with his head stuck in a crevice. Yes. That's that how I'm definitely article die. effed me up. <laughs> me too. Have you guys ever seen that I wish dark I didn't read it. tourist sorry, show? I t- I'm sorry I told everybody. I think this is from that dark tourist show that Netflix had with the uh, Louis Thoreau wannabe type. Yeah, host. I want to watch that, but I haven't seen no it. No offense to him. He did a great job, but it's he seemed like Louis Thoreau a lot in a weird way. Mm. And his abs were nothing compared to Justin Thoreau. No, I mean, <laughs> come on. And also, Justin Thoreau, where'd you get that uh, U.S. Navy bomber jacket? Let me know. Um, he wears it in the last season of The Leftovers. The thing is, is I think it's Dark Tourist, where there's like an ex-Marine uh, like green beret special ops type guy who runs this like fantasy terror hostage situation house that people pay to experience terror like how a hostage they deal with hostages some people have too much money (laughs) but you watch it and it's insane yeah i know what should we do tonight (laughs) (laughs) disneyland or but he kidnaps you like puts duct tape over your mouth puts a sack over you ties you up duct tapes your arms and legs together Takes you to a house, yells at you. You don't know up from down. Does water torture. It's fucking crazy. Tiger Woods used to do that instead of dealing with his father issues, according to the documentary about him. Is that true? Yeah, like he actually got fucked up because, like, he, you know, his dad was a philanderer. He would be a great, actually, a great subject. But his dad, like, was a philanderer, and Tiger saw a lot of it, and Tiger was told he's like this perfect guy and he just had all these problems and yeah he'd like get someone from the military to run training exercises with him where he'd be like a hostage and he like all this crazy shit oh my god yeah imagine doing that and he'd also have sex with hundreds of babes he was basic i mean he look looks aren't everything but he was married to basically the most beautiful woman you could imagine and then Mm. had all these affairs with adult actresses who Mm. i'm sure were lovely too but when he you just, look he at did, the whole situation, just, you go, I don't get it. I think you're you're just describing him as a guy who loves to surround himself with lots of pretty ladies. <laughs> and that's not a crime. And oh. also be treated like a hostage. He also, <laughs> when he would cheat on his wife with these women, yeah. he was apparently like really cheap. And he'd like take them to eat at Subway and stuff. And like, sure, I'll get your sandwich. Like really, he has like a billion dollars. Like in really yeah. cheap. I don't know. Yeah. Tiger. We got to do Tiger. Oh, imagine going to Subway yeah. and you see, you're like, hey, is that, is that that porn star I know? And wait, <laughs> is that Tiger Woods sitting with her? Yeah, Subway, <laughs> eat fresh. Did you see that video of Lisa Ann getting arrested at a Matt Reif comedy show because she supposedly pulled her phone out? I don't know if I got tricked by the internet or no. if that was real. Yeah, what is real anymore? We don't. I don't even, know. We'll never know. You don't know what I'm is talking Lisa about. Ann Are you using those actress? Lisa Ann is an adult actress. She's pretty rad. 
to be honest. I'm not going to lie. I've seen a video or two of her. You know what, Chris? I performed at a North by Northeast oh comedy show and she was in the crowd. I thought you were going to say in a video with her. Yes, I made love to Lisa Ann. We're making love, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I met her and everything. It's the show where I was given a flashlight. And what's she like in real life? <laughs> She's got a lot of work done, right? Well, I don't know, but I didn't really think much. She was smaller than I thought. Short. I don't know. I think they're all smaller than we think, so those wangs look like ginormous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most porn stars are like five foot tall. <laughs> oh, boy. Thanks so much. <laughs> well, I mean, whatever. But like... Honestly, yeah. also points for Mike for not knowing who she is, really, because sort of shows that Mike yeah. isn't a big pervert looking at porn Basically, all the if you time. go to look at porn, she basically... It, like opens the door for you and says right this way she's so popular <laughs> we've been expecting you <laughs> take your pants off and jacket you know like oh that blink 182 album <laughs> speaking of that <laughs> today we're recording on the day that that uh this like drake le- leaked picture of drake sitting with his donk out his donkus out i don't know if it's real or not but it's it looked Gigantic. We don't know what's real. Anymore. We don't know what's real. Or uh, thank you. That's right. Is it VR? I didn't it came see out this today. Picture. Drake's donk. Today. His donkus came out today. Drunk. His drunk. <laughs> and it looks big, huh? His yeah. Great. Drake-y. Another celebrity with a big dick. But you after can't Barry really see Keegan. whose face it is. There's got to be a Drakey, Drake dinky donk <laughs> something. Drakey dinky donk. <laughs> Drake's dinky. A a, cha- a cartoon like a Saturday morning cartoon, and it's Drake's dinky. <laughs> how can he have a huge dong if every single song is whining about how his friends are mean? And <laughs> girls are mean. Every song is whining. Someone, well, I shouldn't say this. I met someone once who, who said that they got with him and she said it was like uh, great or something. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, she then. did. That's yeah. okay. I feel like we're, uh, <laughs> this, no is TMZ. this is true. I'm being honest. I did meet someone who claimed they got with that it was great Drake. I won't reveal any more info about this person. Yo, I love Drake. I love Drake. But she did claim to me it was like, uh, Great. Well, if his didn't l- Justin Bieber have one too? Like a, a big ding dong. Here we go again, eh, guys? Well, I'm sorry <laughs> to bring it up. I don't know about D- Bieber's dink. Uh, he had a sh- shot or something about a few years ago come out. And his father, because it got weird, because his father like tweeted or posted like "Proud of you, boy." Oh, and God. so his dad was like uh, trying to bask in the limelight of his son's large Bieber. Boy, boy, get back here, boy, get back here. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> um, but we don't know what's real or not anymore. And now we've got people walking around with these giant new VR headsets on, coming yeah. out of their Tesla trucks. Brilliant segue. Yes. yes. Um, Mike, I'm surprised I, you didn't show up tonight with your Apple Vision Pro on. <laughs> I forgot it on the subway, and I'm kicking myself. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you would line out of Best Buy first and foremost to get one. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, Apple Vision Pro, a new VR helmet from the good people at Apple. Yeah, so I've been busy the last couple of days doing mm. like really hard work. So can you explain it to me, James? I haven't done my research on it yet. Well, it's like a VR helmet. They're saying it's not, but it is, I think. <laughs> and you see through it, so you see your surroundings. Okay. But you could like... So it's like Terminator's eyes. Yeah, you could pull up like your texts or like 
Twitter or mm. a video. I saw a video of someone using like Google Maps while they're walking. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Imagine a world where you can do that. <laughs> so are they going to start making hats that make the VR goggles look cooler sort of you know what i mean to know. justify the look the one thing i saw that i guess was kind of cool was like if you're at your computer you could pull the screen out so it looks really it looks like your computer is like 10 feet wide kind of so like if you're watching lisa and you can <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah, exactly. everyone's gonna be jacking off in the middle of the road <laughs> i mean there was a video of a guy in a self-driving car when they're about to come a car <laughs> smashes into his dick <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. Well, there was a guy, a yeah. video of a guy wearing the fucking 3D glasses on a in a self-driving car on the highway speeding and he was just like eh, using like his hand yeah. to do stuff on the screen. It's really making big big bucks, I'm yeah. sure. But That's you know awesome, what? Dude. What if you and your lady friend are mm. or male friend, whatever, you and your partner are both big into tech? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you each have on your Apple Vision Pros while you're making love. That'd yeah. be awesome. You could look at your look at Twitter while you're having <laughs> sex. You could Excel. <laughs> you can look, do a spreadsheet. Stocks. You could yeah. watch see how your stocks yeah. are doing while you're doggy style. Doggy style. Yeah. yeah. Or you know shit. Shit. <laughs> what? What is it? Yeah. While she thinks you're kissing her lips, you're actually pressing like sell buy sell buy with your lips, yeah. making tons of money. Yeah. Can your penis touch things that you can see? Well. You can put a little contraption over your fingers to grab stuff. So I guess you could put it on your dick. Hmm. And right. it might be able to move things. Okay. Oh I bet God. you beautiful, like, <laughs> real housewives will be walking around with VR goggles that are like cheetah print and stuff. <laughs> like, very fashionable. Yeah. Fendi VR goggles. Apple, <laughs> Apple should make a condom that connects to the headset. Yeah. Yeah, but is it like thin like a condom or does it like an actual piece? I guess it would be piece? really huge and thick. For me, it would be really huge. <laughs> yeah, and thick. Hmm. Like Drake and Justin. How come this is like the, I don't know, they've been making VR headsets since as long back, like since I was a kid. Hmm. They still look the same. They still look clunky and stupid. Even, even like, the technology has progressed so far, the actual hardware still I, looks terrible. I know. I don't think it's ever going to happen. It, even from the yeah. 80s or 90s, they're like, someday that's going to take off. And it still hasn't. Yeah. Here's the thing, if too. They were like, like, if they were literally glasses you had on your face and you didn't look like a huge dork, maybe. Yeah. But not a big... Remember how quickly the Google Glass died? Yes. And then also Bluetooth. Everyone who wore that were like... Oh, Bluetooth like f- to talk on yeah. the phone? Everyone who wore those were like ridiculed right away. <laughs> right. Everyone's like, okay, Tron. But the but thing Apple, is, is like, Apple makes it somehow tricks people into thinking it's fashionable. Like, yeah. When, and you know, I mean, I know it's different, but AirPods and Apple Watch, like, they, people are so invested in the company in a weird way that, yeah. They don't, you don't get ridiculed with Apple stuff as much somehow. <laughs> Although, starting to. Right, right. You're right. I guess Google Glass was not Apple. Um, but you know that... Here's the thing about everybody, like, so horny for the future. Hmm. You know the video that's passing around of the guy getting out of the, like, Tesla truck or whatever while doing his emails with the VR goggles yeah. on or whatever? Yeah. The Tesla truck, if you still look at it, it's like, oh, that video is like, here we are. We're in the future. 
But when when you look at the video, the the Tesla still has big rubber tires. <laughs> that will never not be funny to me. That it's like we're like we act like we're sp- flying through space now. Everybody's wearing fitted track suits and is on the best exercise regimen. And now we have computers that we can wear on our heads. But it's still like. We're driving ga- like tired <laughs> vehicles with big rubber tires. We're not flying. I don't know. I hear you, man. Maybe I'm just anxious. I want it to be like, like, you know, like yeah. sci-fi future right now. I'm sick of being in the living in the transition period. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we are. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. There's all this like janky stuff that isn't that helpful. No, it looks like a. And speaking of janky, that's how I would describe the Tesla truck. It's it's brutal. It does look like a Nintendo 64 graphic. It looks like a brutalist building that you would see in, like, <laughs> Czechoslovakia or something. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> Before we get to this week's Evil Man topic, allow me to mention, everybody, that we have a Patreon account that you can find at patreon.com slash evilmen. And if you sign up for it, uh, you get two bonus episodes a month, which are very fun and exciting and sexy. Two bonus episodes stand before you. That's what I said now. And Discord. You get to join our Discord as well, which is fun. And if you... Where, uh, where strangely, there is harmony. There's harmony in, There's the, harmony Discord. in the Discord. Which is a weird sentence to, to hear and process. Right. But it's true. It's actually mental that they named their company Discord because, yes. right, it sounds. Uh, anyway, check we got it. a great harmonious Discord. Can I just say, we do. Mm-hmm. I love talking to the people on on there. And um, if you're on there, if you're on our Patreon, guys, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. I also wanted to mention that um, you know we're on TikTok at Evil Men Pod, and we have a YouTube at Evil Men Podcast. Where we're trying to upload more video stuff. We're slowly joining all of the major uh, content streaming services and portals. That's right. We're part of the visual revolution yeah. where you can not just hear, but see. See, hear. Touch. Touch. That's Touch the us. next one. Yeah. You know us from TikTok. Beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> Chris, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Don't be offended. Mm-hmm. Don't be offended, Chris. Please. Do I have your mm-hmm. permission? What? Who did you pick for this week's Evil Man topic? Mike! Oh, my God. You went there, didn't you? Well, I guess since you asked, I got to say, this week's Evil Man, I picked Krasnar, the Rasbarian, <laughs> an ancient Caveman made out of raspberry juice. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I hate but raspberries, so if that was what you chose, I would be sweating and shaking. The guy I picked, I think he came up on the Discord uh, recently. Um, yeah. He does sound like that barbarian name that I joked, but this is his real name. Varg Vikernes. Vikerness. Varg Vikerness. Varg Vikerness. I'm guessing he's not from Ireland. <laughs> he's from Varginia. <laughs> <laughs> As we all are. Yeah. 
So he was born Christian Vikernes, 11 February 1973, but he's better known as Varg Vikernes. He's a Norwegian uh, musician and author, best known for his early black metal albums, and of course, later, Crimes. Crimes. Mm-hmm. And what, what band? <clears throat> so he first, his first five records released under the name Burzum. Burzum. B-U-R-Z-U-M. Yeah. From 92 to 96, made him one of the most influential figures in the early Norwegian black metal scene. So he was a legitimate big deal. He wasn't a hanger-on. No way, dude. He was one of the tops. So like, would, would you say that Burzum were like the Beatles of uh, Norwegian Nazi metal? Yes. You know when you go into like a museum and there's Beatles stuck to a board with a nail through them? Yeah. That's what these bands sounded like. <laughs> That's their version of the Beatles. I'm actually a bit scared to even hear the song. Um, I don't like death metal. Whoa. I don't have wi- I don't have your Wi-Fi here, so I can't just play one right now. Mm. This is not even death metal. This is black metal. So dude. is that worse? <laughs> I mean, this is from the this stuff's from the '90s, and it's you know the stuff that's like whoa. I hate that. <clears throat> it's, it's not even like point. at that point yet. It's more like screaming, hmm. but it's really, really, really fast drums. Do they and, use and organ heavy. as well and keyboard, or is that something no, a different genre of metal? They they prefer not. Are you but thinking some of people in later Mike? times? Like Billy Joel. Well, the band Cradle of Filth. I don't know what metal genre they are. They use. Like organ and keyboard amongst all of the wow. the metal instruments. Cradle of filth is dark imagery, eh? I mean, wash that baby. Yeah, like, <laughs> or you just you have a cradle and you put poo in it instead of a baby. How about you get the poo yeah. out and have a baby? Yeah. The with poo your wife? is my baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the poo is his baby. Well, think about where kiss baby, my baby. Baby Jesus was born where? In a barn mm. full of animals. Filth. They must have. Relieve themselves near the cradle. <laughs> Cow shit. Hey, I got a cool idea for a band name. <laughs> cradle of filth. Okay, well. <clears throat> oh, okay. Right into the mic. Good God. Background in childhood. So a lot of these, I, this is like me. Like I've watched a bunch of documentaries on these guys, but I got to admit, I got most of the information from Wikipedia different wikipedia pages a lot of these were interviews from there's a 1998 book called lords of chaos so check out that book if you're a fan of black metal if you haven't checked it out already vikerness uh, discussed his background and childhood in that uh he said in the in the book lord of chaos he said his mother was working in a large oil company and his father is an electronics engineer and his older brother is a civil engineer sounds like a successful family yeah he reco- Vikernes recalls that when he was six years old, the family moved for about a year to Baghdad, Iraq, because Vikernes's father was working for Saddam Hussein, developing a computer program. Since there were no places available in the English school in Baghdad, the young Vikernes went to an Iraqi elementary school during this time, and here he became aware of racial matters. <laughs> Corporal punishment was very common in the school, and on one occasion, Vikernes had a quarrel with a teacher... Hmm. But anyways, the same. His parents don't sound like they just did due diligence to get him into a school. No, they were racist. Yeah, there's more. I I didn't keep a lot in about his parents, but they seemed like regular, sheltered, sort of like racist, white supremacist views. Hmm. 
But anyways, and this is like the 80s. Yeah, but he would say he said that the the teachers though. This is what he's talking about with the racial matters. Is they didn't dare to hit me because I was white. Um, and he's the uh, and the other children in his class would get slapped by their teachers, and he would not. So there you go. He's already got a mm. an experience of preferential treatment for his race. I see, and he mm. has bad views already. The Encyclopedia of White Power and historian <laughs> Nicholas Goodrich Clark have both alleged that Vikerness was part of the neo-Nazi skinhead culture as an adolescent. Yeah, I know. I got a copy of that right here. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> no. They just updated it for 2024. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kanye, Kanye's in it. <laughs> um, when asked in the new The Lords of the Chaos interview whether he hung out with skinheads in Bergen, Bergen is the town, sorry, in Norway where he's from, which is like West Coast Norway. Ooh, Vikerness. Cali. If yeah. everybody Ooh. had an ocean <laughs> and white supremacist views... <laughs> Go west, young racist. <laughs> Vikerness said that there were no skinheads in Bergen. I don't know why I kept that note in. Who Everybody's gives a shit? being racist. <laughs> in Bergen, Norway. <laughs> Catch a wave and you're racist all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> we always get into Beach Boys riffs. A fan of classical music as a child, Tchaikovsky in particular, <laughs> Vikernes started listening to heavy metal at 12, citing Iron Maiden as his biggest inspiration. Mm. Later, he discovered other metal bands whose sound would be influential on his own uh, bands, such as Creator, Sodom, Celtic Frost, Bathory, Destruction, Megadeth, Slayer, Pestilence, Deicide, and Vaughn. You guys like you guys were talking yesterday about Megadeth, weren't you? Yeah, Chris, you were... Rust in peace? <laughs> I never knew it. It's killer. Also, pretty much everything Slayer made is killer. I heard a Creator song once. That was good. Celtic Frost's first album is amazing. So, yeah, I was this close to getting into Norwegian black metal, I guess. <laughs> um, it's, it's you also spent a year at a school in Baghdad, but look, at you turned out all right. Yeah. So what's this Varg's problem? They slapped the shit out of me. <laughs> Shout out to Adrian, our hardcore metal fan, Evil Men fan. Oh, I did not know Adrian was a metal person. Yeah. From an early age, Vikerness was also deeply fascinated with the fictional realm of Middle Earth, created by huh. J.R.R. Tol- Tolkien? So Just many kidding. metal guys and rockers love The Hobbit. Like Led yeah. Zeppelin has, you know, the Ramble On is set yeah. in The yeah. Hobbit yeah. world. <laughs> what is with that? It's funny, huh? <laughs> I don't know. They like elves for some dumbass reason. <laughs> His stage name, Grishnak, is taken from that of an orc in the Two Towers, while the band name Burzum, meaning darkness, was taken from the black speech inscribed on the One Ring in the Lord of the Rings. The inscription read, Ash Nazig Durbatuluk, Ash Nazig Gimbatul, Ash Nazig Thrakatuluk, Ag Burzum Ishi. Wait, so this fucking nerd who's like a Nazi murderer is like a super mega fan of Lord of the Rings? Yeah. <laughs> or in English, that's one ring to rule them all, one yeah. ring to find them, one ring to bring them all, and in the darkness, bind them. But um, the language you were speaking was like made up Hobbit? Uh, yeah, I think that was Elfin or So of all the, all the words, too, there were some cooler Middle words Earth. than Burzum. Burzum. But Burzum means darkness. Oh. So if you're Burzum. into metal... Burzum means you darkness in Elf- Elven. Maybe, yeah. 
I wonder if he ever tried to write music to some of the the drinking songs <laughs> that are in the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings books. Yeah. Or what if he had gotten really into a different animated thing, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, th- he could. They could have had songs set in Toonland with Baby Herman. Or yeah, maybe if he was, he would have gone a different way if he was inspired by Peanuts comics. Yeah. <laughs> um, additionally, be, additionally, before joining the Bergen death metal band Old Funeral, which <laughs> old I think is funeral. the funniest name for a band ever. <laughs> Oh, we're old funeral. It's like guys who don't quite understand English, and they're like, "Well, we know the word funeral is cool, yeah, but uh, old. But what's worse than a funeral? <laughs> old funeral <laughs> that old. has gone rotten. <laughs> old funeral. It stinks like old funeral. <laughs> Imagining the band's name in that like death metal font, old funeral. Yeah, it's like. Uh, <laughs> Old funeral. <laughs> yeah. Is it time to leave yet? God. He was in a band. Okay, before that, he was in a band called Uruk High, which was named for a type of orc from Tolkien's writing. Wow. So v- Vikernes started playing guitar at the age of 14, when he, and when he was 17, Vikernes came into contact with members of Old Funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. He played guitar with them during 1990 to 91. And performed on their Devoured Carcass EP. Wow. Oh, that's we a just devoured a carcass. Okay. That was like the that was the Where'd height. you get the carcass, Loblaws? <laughs> <laughs> that was a golden age of old funeral. <laughs> <laughs> old funeral wasn't as good after uh, after devoured, devoured carcass. carcass. That was their Pinkerton, that was their Hey, you guys really devoured that carcass. Hey, that gives me an idea. <laughs> I've got an idea for an album. <laughs> Before he began... Okay, so after that, he began his solo music, musical project, Burzum. So wait, wait, wait. He just quit Old Funeral? I think he was anxious. I think right, he had right, ants right. in his pants to get this well, Burzum project off the... Maybe he's intimidated to be working with Old Funeral. And he was like, ah, I don't I know also got to say, like, everybody that comes up in this story, I'm scared of. So even <laughs> though too. we're making jokes and laughing... Guys, I know you're like older now, and some of you are still alive, but we're scared of you. Because so. they're all like they we're laughing like, because we're scared. Okay, they look like Vikings, and they do wear like that, like black demon makeup, like those uh, Norwegian, uh, uh, yeah, the dark metal. It's like called corpse makeup or something. Yeah, I am yeah, scared yeah. of them too, and I'm imagining this like tall guy with a big long blonde hair and scary makeup and a black leather jacket and i'm scared of them <laughs> did i send you guys the video of that that scandinavian metal band that they have they have a viking theme and they have some song i forget what it's called about a viking boat and it's like if you go to the show everyone knows to do this at a certain point where the singer's like i want you to row and then everyone in the audience sits down and uh, sits down and like mimes rowing a boat with no, oars. No, no. <laughs> it's insane. It's tradition, family tradition. That's really funny. Well, here's the thing. Like we're saying we're scared. Here's the thing that maybe we don't get. But Canada, with its like bizarre, almost like, you know, either, like barely a history in Canada, but also the history we do have, we're ashamed of for the most part and don't want to know uh, because it's so heinous. But we're mostly, these days, in Canada, we're pussy-ass shit. These dark, like, super uh, Scandinavian people who are, like, trace their roots back to ancient Vikings and 
black witch magic people from the woods yeah these motherfuckers go hard dude <laughs> canadians are pussies compared That's to these a good guys good point right think about that we can't connect <clears throat> whenever you see that map where it's like you know <laughs> places with the most death metal countries in the world and it's like hardly any anywhere except scandinavia yeah and it's like if the argument's like maybe it's so cold they you know become tough guys well not over here no. So what the hell? We we hit the ice and we drop the puck instead of uh, that. Well, the good old hockey game. That's our <laughs> black metal. Yeah, <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. Wah! Hey, hey, his face looks weird. Eh? Did you see that the other day? Yeah. What's he, going on? His face looks like an old funeral. I'll tell you what's going on. He's, <laughs> he's gone Hollywood. Yeah, he's, Gretzky's he's, gone. He's Hollywood, gone Hollywood. Dude. He's getting facelifts and fillers. Probably Is he? he shouldn't have gone to L.A. Oh. Kings. Should have stayed with Edmonton. Did you know he get what? the buckle fat removal thing to have like the pronounced cheekbones? <laughs> it does look like it. Hey, Edmonton's got the new best hockey David, player ever. Yeah. Jesus think, Christ! Eh? People think because he grew up a Leafs fan that one day he might come to the Leafs. <laughs> Please help us. But also, um, Matthews is one of the league's best. He's really good. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Eh? Okay. So yeah, once he started Burzum, he uh, quickly became involved with the early Norwegian black metal scene. During '92 to '93, he recorded four albums as Burzum. Wow! In in '92, Vikernes joined the black metal band <laughs> Mayhem. A year after band member Dead committed suicide on April 8, 1991, Vikernes replaced bassist Necro Butcher, who quit the banned because of Euronymous's treatment of dead suicide. Now, this is a part where I'm going to digress a bit and talk a bit about these characters because your brain's about to get Yeah, fucked. because I just wanted to jump in to say... There's a lot going so on So, Chris, here. there was a guy in the band whose name was Dead, and he died. The band Mayhem? I didn't say something here. I missed a band member um, in this note, but the drummer for Mayhem is called Hellhammer. So, we've got... Uh, Vikernes, Euronymous, uh, uh, and Hellhammer in Mayhem now, but Mayhem for a while was Necro Butcher dead and Euronymous. Oh, okay. It's like uh, how Stuart Sutcliffe... What? No, and Hellhammer. What am I saying? Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm getting mixed up. But like you get it. Stu Sutcliffe was the original... Um, he was in the Beatles. Yeah, the drummer? And he died. Yeah. <laughs> and they brought in... No, that was Pete Best. Pete Best. Drummer, but yeah. yeah. So this is like Mayhem is kind of like... Apparently that. the Beatles got rid of Pete Best because he was the handsome one getting all the chicks. And when they were going to blow yeah. up, then so they got Ringo. <laughs> Anyways. So one guy's like, I know what I will make my name. Dead. Now, are you ready to shake in your fucking conservative Orangeville, Ontario <laughs> boots? Uh, let me go put my boots on and I'll start shaking. <laughs> So dead, we're going to take it. I got to tell you about the story of dead before we get back to Vikernes. He chose his name dead. Right. Okay. Because he felt dead. Okay. Whoa. Like he was. Okay. I wrote some notes. Or I Even though he was some, in Mayhem, he felt that way? <laughs> mayhem was doing. Yeah. Hey, listen you're to having this. professional success. What else could you need? Maybe yeah. not a great. Now, this life. is a sidetrack on dead. He, he committed suicide, like I said, in 91. In interviews. Fellow musicians often described Dead as odd and introverted. Mm. Hellhammer described Dead as <laughs> a very strange personality, depressed, <laughs> melancholic, and dark. Likewise, Euronymous, and now I just want to do another side here. Uh, Euronymous, I don't know what that means. Does that mean being 
Anonymous in Europe? Is it spelled? How's it spelled? Euronymous, like E U R O N Y M O S. Does that yeah. mean something in English to you? I can't, oh. I can't clock it right now. Anyways, Euronymous once said of dead, "I honestly think dead is mentally insane." <laughs> Which other way could you describe a guy who does not eat in order to get starving wounds, or who has a T-shirt with funeral announcements on it? Former Mayhem drummer uh, Ketel Mannheim. Later likened Dead's personally, personality to that of Marvin the Paranoid Android. Do you guys know who that is? No. Uh, is I looked it up and I already forgot. But anyone, listeners? No, it's a great kazoo I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, I loved those episodes. But Some, but it's... it's he, he, I, I looked it up and I totally forgot. I'm sorry. Some authors have speculated that Dead may have had Cotard's syndrome, a very rare condition that manifests in believing one's body is not that of a living human, but instead a corpse. Hmm. Cotard. Um, so I read some stuff about dead that I didn't put in here that I want to share with you right now. Okay. Um, I also heard that... Uh, so he, he would sit there introverted and quiet all the time. And basically was impenetrable to people, hmm. but he still like was playing in this band, right? May- Mayhem. But a couple other things, like I- Groot. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am dead. Groot. I am dead. Yeah, but he would say like his veins are co- ice cold. Not true, because it's full of ice. Because he's dead. Hmm. He found a corpse of a crow on a road one time, then kept it in a in a Ziploc bag yeah. and carried it around with him forever. And before shows, hmm. he would open the bag and take a deep whiff of the dead crow so that he could have the stench of death in his nostrils as he started singing in the concert. Whatever happened to having, you know, a little doobie or a little drink of light <laughs> beer before a show? This dead crow is my doobie. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing he'd do is he'd take his clothes and bury them for a long time. Yeah. And then before the show, he'd dig them up and wear them so they had the cold feeling of the dirt feeling of the grave can i ask a question so this is the the, motherfucker uh, dead we're talking about chris can i ask did he get a lot of groupie action at mayhem (laughs) shows were there like was there like a lineup of like we're here for dead yeah like the hottest women in bergen suck my cold dead dick (laughs) (laughs) sorry Hey, girls, want to come to so, the after party? Does that give you more context about how creepy this fucking guy was? It certainly does. And he was a drummer? I mean, any one of those details is enough to make me feel a bit funny about him. Well, you know what he, you know what he could have used? <laughs> he could I'm have, so glad none of you guys uh, identify <laughs> as dead. Oh, me too. He could have really used, and it didn't exist back then, uh, better help. He yes! Used, I no, wish but he hated technology. Okay, this is another thing that I didn't write down. But he hated technology oh, and no. felt only felt comfortable in the loneliness of the woods. Hmm. And Mayhem actually had a cabin in the middle <laughs> of the woods where they practiced. I know. So here we go. Speaking of that cabin, on April 8th, 1991, Dead <laughs> used a hunting knife to slit his wrists and throat and afterward shot himself in the forehead with a shotgun. Wow. I know. Was it the way O.J. Simpson He dies? couldn't wait to die. He just, hurry <laughs> up, slit his wrist, his throat, and the, he's like, fuck, fuck, and just took the shotgun. It's a bit anal retentive. Yeah. You don't, one is fine. You don't I think he to. really wanted to do it. Yeah, you know it's I mean? like taking the opportunity to make the most of it. I'm going to really commit suicide. <laughs> yeah. 
He left a brief. He should have also jumped off a cliff. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, like blow your brains out facing backwards (laughs) to a cliff. (laughs) Yeah, Dead didn't do it the right way. Yeah, he left a brief suicide note with started which the with the line "Excuse the blood." Uh, his body was found by Euronymous. Now, here we get into a little bit of Euronymous action. Hmm. This is another uh, crazy, people suspected, mentally ill freak from Mayhem. And by say freak, as in the way these guys would probably use the word freak. they would admit they're freaks. That's, that's yeah, all I'm I really saying. do. Yeah, no offense. <laughs> even though you'll see. If any of the surviving members of Mayhem are listening, we mean no disrespect. Yeah. No, like, yeah. Don't come to Canada and yeah. kill us we with an axe. don't think you're freaks. Or yeah. freaks in a good way. Yeah. So Euronymous had to climb through an open window as the doors were locked and mm. there were no other keys to the house. Instead of calling the police immediately, now this is what we're talking about with Euronymous. Euronymous visited a nearby shop to purchase his disposable camera with which he photographed the body and rearranging some items for his pictures, he proceeded to call emergency services. So what he did was he, uh, um, yeah, rearranged. As soon as he found Dead's body... He was like, I must take a photo of this. Yeah. He, he rearranged them, took photos, and then they released an album. Did I write this down or do I just... No, they didn't. But he released, he released an album of live songs, like rarities, mm-hmm. with... The picture of dead, dead mm. on that he took as the cover. Wow! So do you, do you think powerful? So we're not talking like you know. This isn't the al- bare naked th- darn ladies. No, <laughs> these it's are not even Alice and frickin' Chains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these guys are the real deal. Yeah, they got a little too into character. Keep it real. Necro Butcher recalls how Euronymous told him of the suicide. Oyston called me up the next day and says, oh yeah, Oyston is uh, Euronymous's real name. Okay. Dead has done something really cool. He <laughs> killed himself. <laughs> I thought, have you lost it? What do you mean cool? He says, relax. I have photos of everything. I was Yeah, relax, sh- man. Relax. What's wrong with you? Don't I- worry. I have photos of your good friend. I was in shock and grief. He was just thinking how to exploit it. So I told him, Okay, don't even fucking call me before you destroy those pictures. So anyways, that's that situation. Mm. Euronymous and dead. What a dark joke to try to commit to is if if that if any of us ever off ourselves, one of the surviving members of Evil Men has to call the other and say, Hey Mike, Chris did something really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we make a pact. If any of us ever yeah. off ourselves yeah. and one of us knows and the other doesn't, we have to say something really cool. Something really cool yeah. happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, sad though. You know what? It sounds. It is strange. a hard like. It's a hard way to drop that information. <laughs> it, I'd be like, oh, what happened? We got a new record deal. Yeah. Yeah. Norway made the World Cup. I don't Guess know. Guess what? Mayhem's what? going to play New York City. <laughs> dot dot dot. Without dead. <laughs> um, it's it grew, grisly to hear that, but I yeah. gotta yeah. say, I gotta give props to Euronymous for. Always grinding. He's got the entrepreneurial mind. He's like, how yeah, can I spin this so that we make some money? How do we get more fans? How do we get more music out there? Yeah, props yeah. to Euronymous. He's on that grind. He's on that late stage capitalism yeah. grime. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Vikerness has distanced himself from his black metal past, claiming he came under the influence of an 
absolute degenerate loser, Oyston. And like I said, Oyston is Euronymous. Euronymous. And blaming his past actions and degeneracy on the negative influence of others in the scene. In a 2020 blog post, Vikernis wrote that he may... He had many differences with others in the black metal scene from the beginning. They did not care for his political opinions or rifle collection, and he changed his beliefs to fit in. Okay. So he's so that's just an offset about. But we're going back. To, we're going to go back to the early nineties with Varg, anyways. But I wanted to let you know. So yeah. Varg, our subject is basically like Dis- ah, he distanced. Himself. I distanced myself from this weird band mayhem where they're killing themselves and taking photos of it, and I don't yeah. like it. But let's go back. Let's go back to the midst of the mayhem. On 6 June 1992, the fan-toffed stave church, dating from the 12th century and considered architecturally significant, was burned to the ground by arson. The cover Uh-oh. of Burzum's EP, Aska, which is uh, uh, Norway, what is it? Norwegian for ashes, is a photograph of the destroyed church. Hmm. By January 1993, arson attacks had occurred on at least seven other major stave churches, including one on Christmas Eve of 1992. <clears throat> Excuse me. Vikerness was found guilty of several of these cases. The arson and attempted arson of Assain Church and Stortviet Church in Bergen, the arson of Skjold Church in uh, Vindefjord, and the arson of Homokolen Chapel in Oslo. He was also charged with the arson of Fantoff Stave Church. Although the jurors found him not guilty, the judges called this an error but did not overthrow the whole case. At the time, media outlets reported that Vikernis was associated with theistic Satanism. So, I guess it's not connected that he was like, I distanced myself from mayhem, but then he went and burned a bunch of churches? Sorry, I read... I don't know why I had that piece of information there. It should be near near after this stuff. After, okay. Sorry, sorry. So, at this point, he's in mayhem, and he's just like... That was like older... <clears throat> that was all older Varg like reminiscing. I see. Sorry. No, no. But now we're back in the midst of it. And is there a reason why he's burning a bunch of churches or it's just part of the vibe? He never admits it. Oh. But w- was he found guilty of it? Yeah. Right. Of like a bunch of them except for the original Fantoff Stave Church. So he's a damn Satanist or like a t- t- practicing some weird... but. Pagan rituals kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, in later like, interviews, Vikernis, while not accepting responsibility for the arsons, said that they were not satanic, but instead revenge for the Christian desecration of Viking graves and temples. Yes. <laughs> so this is where his like uh, home pride sort of themes come into. He's nice. got this... He thinks like the future, like the present and the whatever, destroyed their Viking heritage. Right. Like even, even the... Uh, invent of uh, Christianity coming there. Wow. Yeah. Which is a... I only learned this recently. That... Invent? Also... Advent? Whatever the fuck I'm trying the to The Nazis despised Christianity as well. Guess why? Because they thought it was too Jewish and that it had mm. replaced their like pagan like Norse or like Germanic gods and myths and stuff. And then it... It, um, it led people to behave weakly instead of sort of like battling each other so the strongest would survive. Well, you're giving us a little teaser, but I I haven't fully gotten there yet. But he likes the Nazis. (laughs) 
what? We'll get there. But so it's like the Christianity, the central figure is this forgiving, forgiving turn the other cheek. charity, helping the, the down the and weak. out. The weak is like, no, they should be mm-hmm. left to die, and right. only the strongest will survive in nature. And and, and, so, and that's like dead. the Norse gods. A lot more of there's a lot more of that going on. I, guess. I imagine. Like I, I don't know a ton about it, but Me neither. I really. But I'm just gonna say I would like to watch the Northmen. Haven't got around to it. I watched it. I don't think it's. I don't think Robert Eggers was going for a white supremacist story. <laughs> it's just an ancient uh, myth um, that was actually the imp- uh, inspiration for Hamlet. Hmm. <clears throat> Anyways, according to Vikernes, the Arsons were on the anniversary of the Lindisfarne Viking raid. Vikernes claimed that all the burnings except for the one at Stavanger were done by one person. So he has all these claims and this knowledge of them. <clears throat> You know who else hates Christianity? The damn liberal media. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In January 1993, an article in one of Norway's biggest newspapers, Bergen's Tidend, brought the black metal scene into the media spotlight. Two friends of Vikernes interviewed him and brought the interview to the newspaper, hoping they would print it. In the anonymous interview, Count Grishnak, which was Vikernes, and he got that name from Lord of the Rings, remember? Claimed to have burnt the churches and killed a man in Lillehammer. BT journalist Finn Bjorn Tonder set up a meeting with Count Grishnak with help from the friends. The journalists were summoned to an apartment and reportedly warned that they would be shot if the police were called. There, Vikernes and his companions told the journalists that they had burnt the churches or knew who had done it and said that the attacks would continue. They claimed to be devil worshippers and said... Our intention is to spread fear and devilry. That is why we are telling this to Bergen's tight end. They gave the journalists details about the arsons that hadn't been released to the press. So BT spoke with the police before publishing it, who confirmed these details. The article was published on 20 January as the front page of the BT, and it was headlined, We Lit the Fires, and included a photo of Vikernes, his face mostly hidden, holding two <laughs> large knives. However, by the time the article was printed, Vikernes had already been arrested. The police found him by going to an address printed on a Burzum flyer. (laughs) Vikernes claimed the anonymous interview was planned by himself and Euronymous. He wanted to scare people and promote black metal. Hmm. Burzum was about to release the Aska mini album, the one that meant ashes and had the ashes of the church on it. This will be good promotion for our mini album (laughs) (laughs) it's just a few tracks (laughs) a sampling of what to expect when we finally get the full album just watching your appetite (laughs) one track is long it takes up the whole side Um, the other scene members were also arrested but released for lack of evidence Jorn Ing Tunsberg of Hades I guess Hades is the band, not the real Hades. I don't think he's from there. Said that the interview had grave consequences for the rest of the scene, and they didn't know he was going to talk to the press as he had said nothing. Hmm. He added that they became bloody angry, and he, Tunsberg, was pissed off. Varg was released from prison in March uh, for lack of evidence. In early 1993, animosity arose between Euronymous and Vikernes. On the night of 10 August 1993... Vikernes stabbed Euronymous to death at his apartment in Oslo. No. The murder was initially blamed on Swedish black metalers by the media. It, I don't know if it's Vikernes or Vikernes, but it's probably Vikernes, eh? 
It it has been speculated that the murder was the result of a power struggle, a financial dispute over Burzum Records, Euronymous owed Vikernes a large sum of royalty payments, or an attempt at outdoing a recent stabbing in Lillehammer committed by Emperor drummer Faust. See, the names are pretty great in this, eh? You got to admit. Feist? Faust. (laughs) I am Faust, drummer of Emperor. (laughs) I am... Euronymous, you know what I mean? I'm like Hellhammer. Who's a better drummer, Faust or Hellhammer? (laughs) Vikernes claims that he killed Euronymous in self-defense. He said Euronymous plotted to stun him with an electroshock weapon. Oh yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> this is this is this is another example of how <laughs> Euronymous. This is all happening in an apartment. It's not like a, I know, not like a, like a cold... castle or like a, a ice field. Like Vikings, it's like two guys in a one bedroom Dude, apartment. <laughs> this is all in apartments in cold Norway. They're wearing. Bl- White face paint with black <laughs> eye makeup on. Are they in their leather 30s? jackets? Like it's probably probably like one of those kitchens where you can smell the gas stove a bit much. <laughs> and it kind of stinks. Like yeah, there's probably a pizza box. Oh yeah, but this is another. They're example stabbing of, each other in the roommates. Like I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> this is another example of how Euronymous is also fucked. <laughs> so he plotted to stun him, and the other friends like told this to Vikernes. Stun him with an electroshock weapon, tie him up, and torture him to a death, like on video, and videotape it. So basically mm-hmm. make a snuff film, slowly killing Vikernes. Vikernes explains, if he was talking about it to everybody and anybody, I wouldn't have taken it seriously. But he just told a select group of friends, and one of them told me. He said Euronymous planned to use a meeting about an unsigned contract to ambush him. On the night of the murder, Vikernes and Snorri Blackthorn Ruck drove from Bergen to Euronymous's apartment His at Toyengaten in Oslo. What? I love that uh, Norwegian name Snorri, eh? Snorri. S-O-N-O-R-R-E. Um, Snorri is the guy who, name of the guy who wrote, the, wrote down the poetic Edda, too. You guys know that? No. The Viking Norse mythology? I don't know it. It's a different guy, though. Blackthorn allegedly stood in the stairwell smoking while Vikernes went to Euronymous's <laughs> apartment on the fourth floor. He said he met Euronymous at the door to hand him the signed contract, but when he stepped forward and confronted Euronymous, Euronymous panicked and kicked him in the chest. Vikernes claims Euronymous ran into the kitchen to fetch a knife. The two got into a struggle, <laughs> and Vikernes stabbed Euronymous to death. His body was found in the stairwell on the first floor with 23 stab wounds, two to the head, five to the neck, and 16 to the back. Mm. Vikernes claimed his final stab to the skull was so powerful, the knife remained stuck in Euronymous's skull, but there was no physical evidence of bodily injuries uh, or bodily injuries that supported this claim. Mm. Vikernes contended that most of Euronymous's wounds were caused by broken glass he had fallen on during the struggle. Yeah. R- yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. You fucking liar. It was a fucking <laughs> knife, eh? It was the knife. The claim of self-defense is doubted by Emperor Drummer Faust. <laughs> but Mayhem bassist Necro Butcher believed Vikernes did kill Euronymous due to the aforementioned death threats. So who are you going to believe, Faust or Necro Butcher? I mean, I, w- I don't envy that jury. <laughs> uh, we call Necro Butcher to the stand. <laughs> Thanks, Your Honor. Blackthorn claimed Vikernes planned to murder Euronymous and pressured him into coming along. He claimed that in the summer of 1993, he was also almost committed to a mental hospital, but fled to Bergen and stayed with Vikernes. Blackthorne said of the murder, I was neither 
for nor against it. I don't give a shit about Oyston. <laughs> Oyston was Euronymous. Wow. Real name. Either for so these guys are all... I like, guess if you're... They're all like nihilistic, dead inside I know. freakazoids. I, yeah. I, it's funny because like them like starting to hate each other. Like I guess if your whole life is about celebrating hatred and the devil it's probably nice if you hate your friend yeah yeah no you want to hate your friend vikerness however claims that he had not planned the killing and that blackthorn came along to show your some new guitar riffs vikerness was arrested on 19 august 1993 in bergen the police found 150 kilograms of explosives and 3,000 rounds of ammunition in his home. Hmm. According to the Encyclopedia of White Power, Vikernis intended to blow up Blitz House. Oh, Mike, you're, you'd be sad about this. Uh-oh. The, Blitz, Blitz House. House was a radical leftist and anarchist enclave in Oslo. <laughs> <laughs> so he hated that. He wanted to he blow them like up. He didn't like it. Wow, surprising. A plan, Not a Bernie bro. <laughs> the plan was reportedly on the verge of execution when they caught him. Oh, man. So he was going to blow up this hippie area. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Blitz House. Blitz House. Blitz House. On 16 May 1994, Vikernes was sentenced to 21 years in prison. Damn. Norway's maximum penalty for, for the murder of Euronymous. And they live in these beautiful... Have you ever seen these things of Norway, like Scandinavian prisons and they're yeah. like nicer than apartments over no, here? No, that's what... I didn't write it, I didn't write it down. I, but he did make a comment for when he first went in for the arsons. About he's like, hey, I got my own shower. I got put me in a dungeon. He wanted to be in a dungeon because <laughs> it was like too nice. <laughs> Get the warden. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's in there for the murder of twenty years in prison for the murder of Euronymous, the arson of the three churches, the attempted arson of a fourth, and for the theft and storage of one hundred and fifty kilograms of explosives. <laughs> um, though Vikernis only confessed to the theft and storage of the explosives, two churches were set on fire the day he was sentenced presumably as a statement of symbolic support. Hmm. Blackthorn, who hadn't taken part in the murder as he had gone down the condominium stairs to smoke, was sentenced to eight years in prison for being an accomplice. May 1994 also saw the release of Mayhem's album De Mysterious Dom Satanus. Is it on, I wonder sincerely if it's on Spotify. It is. It is? I fucking played some of this stuff today, no, and I'm like, Jesus didn't. Christ. Seriously? No, that's why I was... Uh, oh yeah, I didn't say this on the podcast yet, but driving over to your house, I was blasting Big Youth, <laughs> the old uh, reggae uh, DJ from the 70s, because I needed some light vibes, because I was listening to this freaking black metal Did that make you afternoon. go crazy to listen to this band? Especially when you're learning about the real life of these guys, it's really fucking dark. But yeah, the band is heavy and dark. That's Anyways. nuts. So that album, D Mysterious mysteries dom satanus <laughs> yeah which i assume translates to the mysteries of satan um, but maybe i'm wrong which has euronymous on electric guitar and vikernis on bass guitar before the release euronymous's family had asked mayhem's drummer hellhammer to remove the bass tracks recorded by vikernis mm. hellhammer said i thought it was appropriate that the murder and victim were on the same record <laughs> I put word out that I was re-recording the bass parts, but I never did. No way! Hellhammer! My God. And that album also won... What year was it? It was the... It won a 94. Juno. Juno, yeah. Best metal album, 94. Best comedy album, 2024. <laughs> Vikernes served his sentence at the prisons in Bergen, Tonsberg, Riger, Ringer, Reich, 
Trondheim and Tromso. He's on Trom- tour. He's on tour in the prisons. <laughs> yeah, for, he they travel. He traveled around. Vikernis, like I'm gonna like I took out some facts here because it just gets like yeah. Vikernis launched the Norwegian Heathen Front, Norsk Hedensk Front, during his early years in prison. This was a pagan neo-Nazi group that ah. grew into the international pan-Germanic Heathen Front. So, so sorry, those notes I made earlier, this is where it would more apply. Like, he distanced himself from black metal around this time, and it was more about his politics. His politics are pretty, pretty fucking intense. So, Vikernis has said, I have never formed or been a member of such organizations. The only organization I'm a member of is Riksmals Forbundant, the Society for the Preservation of Traditional Standard Norwegian. Now, I think that is kind of like, you know, what we get here in North America sometimes code for like, remember the good old days when we were the lords, you know, like that kind of stuff, like Viking rule. And anyways, however, Vikingers (laughs) did come into contact with the neo-Nazi group Zorn 88 and wrote articles in its magazine, Galahorn, Galarhorn. Hmm. So anytime he's like, no, I'm not a part of that. It's like, he literally can't stop writing articles or books uh, based on this, these kind of ideologies. One of the group's leading members, esoterist Jan Eric uh, Kvamsdal, helped Vikernes' publisher publish Vargsmal and set up the Heathen Front according to the Monitor organization. Um, it's funny, Vargsmal I, is like a book that Vikernes wrote when he was in pr- prison. I yeah. feel like your episodes randomly always have the most hard to pronounce words <laughs> in so many of them. <laughs> I don't know why. I think Just like bad luck on your end. I think there's like a subconscious desire in me to get out of North America. Right. <laughs> so I go exploring. But yeah, like we've it. done... Also, there's been a lot of like, yeah, weird ancient serial killers from like Scandinavian yeah. countries and stuff. So he's becoming a Nazi. He's writing his prison book, as I guess you do Yeah. when you're a Nazi. Yeah, um, there's more crazy stuff coming in regards to this. Okay. On 8 April 1997, Norwegian police arrested five neo-Nazis in Hemnes. According to police, the young men were part of a self-styled Einsatzgruppe and were plotting attacks on political and religious figures in Norway. They also had plans to break Vikernes out of prison. He's got a lot of influence in prison still. The group had all the trappings of a paramilitary unit, including guns, explosives, bulletproof vests, steel helmets, and balaclavas. One of its members, Tom Iterns, had befriended Vikernes in prison before escaping while on leave. On leave? Huh? Yeah. Norway uh, no, that's has Tom. a revolving door prison system. They got to lock them away forever longer. Tom Iternis had was on leave. That's when he joined this mm. Einsatz group right. to do terror. On 26 October 23rd, though, speaking of on leave, Vikernis went on the run after being <laughs> granted a short leave. He stopped a car in Numedal. Mm. Inside it was a family of three who said that he hijacked the car at gunpoint. About 19 hours later, police stopped the car in Romerick and arrested him. The car contained knives, a gas mask, <laughs> camouflage clothing, a portable GPS navigator, okay. maps, a compass, a laptop, and a mobile phone. Police also found a handgun and an AG-3 automatic rifle in a cabin in Rawlag, where hmm. Vikernes had hidden during his escape. They concluded that his escape was well-planned and involved assistance from several people on the outside. Before the escape, Vikernes gave his mother a letter in it he wrote that he had received death threats and another inmate had tried to strangle him shortly after the newspaper article was published. 
Uh, oh, I forget. Did I say what newspaper article? Whatever. So we did it, that one? No, this no. is way later. Oh, okay. Maybe something else. For his actions, 13 months were added to Vikernes' sentence, and he was moved to prison in Rikerreich, Ringerreich in July 2004. He was moved to a maximum security prison in Trondheim. The last three years of his sentence were spent in Tromso prison. Ugh, sorry, that was that a mouthful, guys. I didn't. In really his mind, do you think up. when he's like, "Yes, I'm hijacking a family's car, just like the ancient Vikings used to do." <laughs> row, row, damn you! <laughs> the car's like. <laughs> also, I forgot to mention. I took it out from notes earlier that his mom is actually basically. basically I remember I said his parents, there were examples of his parents being racist and his mom was pretty supportive of him. It almost seems like she was proud of like having this like demented intellectual son right. uh, who could like lead people into trouble. I don't know. Huh. On May 22nd, on 22nd May 2009, he confirmed that he had been released from prison on probation. After he was released from prison, he released some more Burzum albums, but who gives a shit? <laughs> Just kidding, Vikerness. <laughs> Vikerness was one of the recipients of far right. Okay, this is what I'm talking about. Of the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> the far right Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> no, this is pretty heavy and it freaks me out. Uh oh. So he was one of the recipients of far right terrorist Anders Bering Breivik's I was manifesto. Gonna ask, I was going to ask if he had anything to do with that so guy. So he looked up to him, the fucking guy. Oh, Jesus. Who is oh, that yeah, guy? Andres Bering Breivik. He's a Norwegian serial killer. Okay, I'm going to say it. Yeah. Breivik Sorry, sent out... He, so he sent out these manifestos to a few people before launching the 2011 Norway attacks that killed 77 ah, people. Right. Remember that? I do remember Wasn't that. Like so a, this guy a, looked up to Vikernes. Was wow. it like a youth, like the youth wing of some like left wing party was having like a summer retreat and he just opened fire on them and stuff? Like, yeah. Was it a gun? Or I think Although has, Vikernes yeah. condemned Brevik's actions, this drew the attention of the French authorities because he was, he was living in uh, France now with his wife. Oh. On 16 July 2013, Vikernes and his wife, a French national, were arrested at their home in Corrèze, uh, France, on suspicion of planning acts of terrorism after his wife bought four rifles. Hmm. Officials later stated that Vikernes' wife had a legal firearms permit to buy the rifles. The two were, were later released without charges after police failed to identify any terrorist plans or targets. Um, so yeah, his name gets around in not good ways ever. So he's in France. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of the, the character from the show Emily in Paris. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, trying to Fantas- soak up a different culture and, you know... Yeah. Also yeah. reminds me of the if Amelie a little bit yeah yeah just it's sort cute. of quirky yeah and, but just a little a little more gritty yeah slightly. more gritty than yeah. than Amelie but Vikernes was instead charged by French authorities for inciting racial hatred against Jews and Muslims hmm. this was due to posts on his blog Thulean Perspective which included anti-Semitic posts that were taken down following the charges Vikernes claimed he had not written the posts. Although the blog attributed all posts to him. That is like... See, he keeps saying, I don't and, have and connect- this, yeah. I don't do this. This isn't the first time there's been an admin error at Thulean Perspective. So I also <laughs> want to say from a tech point of view, Thulean Perspective has <laughs> not been nailing it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't even load. No. <laughs> How many hey, 404 errors do you get when you go to Thulean Perspective.ca? Did you, did you listen to that four part or whatever it was, like David Duke? 
podcast series. Remember that? I did. It was like a slate. He'd be, yeah. he'd be a great topic coming yeah. up. Yeah, we should do him, but mm. they did it the best. But like, but we'd make it funny. But David Duke, um, do you remember there was that part where he starts telling like his followers, like, let's not actually say white power and let's not say Nazi this, Nazi that. Um, Just like dog he, whistles and like yeah, yeah. more nuanced. Like, yeah, know. but it seems like Varg has taken that kind of idea into consideration. Like I, he, <laughs> he downplays like his connection to anything and he, right. you know, he's just, yeah, but he's full on, he's full on into it. These are his beliefs. Um, on 8 July, 2014, Viker Ness was convicted of inciting racial hatred and sentenced to six months of prob- probation and a fine of 8,000 euros. Man, uh, it's almost like it's illegal to blog these days. Can't say anything anymore. Basically, Vikerness is always getting in trouble for inciting racism in his articles and vlogs. Mm. YouTube removed Vikerness's channel from the platform in June 2019. Anyways, so that is so weird to me that so he's one of those guys that YouTube actually ag- cracked down on. It's so weird to me that five years ago we could have gone and watched his YouTube channel. Yeah, well, you know what? Some of the vids are still up there because I was like watching documentaries and stuff this afternoon, and <laughs> I saw him like an older version of him talking, and it's just like. It's creepy. It's like the guy that can kind of like, you know, his personality could hook like uh, naive followers mm-hmm. for sure. Hey, guys. Sorry I haven't posted for a while. <laughs> Things have been crazy. His English is actually not that bad, Mike. And he's actually got some, there's some things that he says. No, no, I'm just joking. See? Yeah, come on, Mike. Um, so we're getting near the end, but I got a couple more things to say. Um, but I basically rushed this back part because you get it. We definitely. He's not really it. doing like black metal or anything. He, I think the Barzum albums are mostly like dark, sort of like ambient music, sort of. Right. Um, he published a book that was sold by the Nazi organization Heathen Front from its website. <laughs> oh, I think that's the one that oh, I said earlier. Penguin turned it down. <laughs> yeah. What was that Random book I said House? earlier? <laughs> um, what was that book I said earlier? The White Power Encyclopedia. No, um, oh god, the white power book of scientific history, anyways. I don't need to say it. Oh, Varg's Mall. Mm. So, the Heathen Front oh, published right. that for him, um, from their website. Score. He made a tabletop role playing game. <laughs> oh, that cool. Is dot 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 racist. Oh, wow. oh no, mm. I rolled a six. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a six. I have to say a bad word now. <laughs> um, so I, I actually wrote this note down. I'm skipping most of his racist literature belief stuff because we get it, but I mm-hmm. definitely found this very interesting. Rapper Kanye West has drawn scrutiny for his ties to Vikerness. No <laughs> fucking way, no, for real? Dude, There's listen to this. Which have included sampling Burzum's 1996 song <laughs> Rundgang um die transcendental solder singularitat Banger. in Gucci Mane's pussy print. <laughs> Kanye's also been posing in Burzum t-shirt, t-shirts and photos and allegedly modeling his Vultures album cover, which is coming out this year, after one of Burzum's own albums. <laughs> and I looked at the, the comparison... Yeah. Picture of dead? No, it's not oh. that one. <laughs> <laughs> the church that's burning? Also, I think that was a Mayhem album oh, cover. Okay. No, I'll show you. I'll show you. It's just like he he writes vultures in the same font as right. Burzum, you know, like the metal kind of font. Right. But it's the same logo. 
Yeah, the guy from Death in June must be so jealous that he didn't get sampled. But check this out. We know that Kanye is for sure a raving anti-Semite now, like unhinged in that regard. Yeah. So totally loathworthy and despicable. Uh, he's been on Alex Jones and a Bella Clava ranting about it. Like yeah. he's almost taking, uh, you know, notes out of this guy's book, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, also, uh, there's a two-hour, uh, what is it, Rant Club Random that we'll never get to watch. Oh yeah, apparently oh, Bill Maher did a two-hour <laughs> Club Random with with Varg Con- with or with Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> with Kanye that won't Varg's be. next week, I think. No, you know, I, I think Varg has. I think Kanye has sampled Varg before. Um, you know that song where it's like, uh, "She give me money." Yeah. Oh, no, no. I a gold digger. Apparently, that part that she gave me money is Varg. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but so now, what I wanted to establish, what I wanted to establish was how much on Varg's ding dong Kanye is. Mm. Um, but Varg's the OG of these yeah. racist psychopaths. And when asked about. Kanye, Vikerness expressed <laughs> apathy towards West, writing, I know very little about him or what he says or does, and I kind of have very little incentive to find out. It is better to spend time on something more fruitful. Damn! If Kanye West is your fan and you're... And you're trashing him like that? That's interesting. Oh, I wonder wow. if he's... That's he's what gonna I'm saying. Make, he's like, going to make so much money from this sample, though. He's going to make more money... Than anything else he's ever done, even his blog for the Thulean perspective. <laughs> Is he going to get paid? Oh my God, for Kanye's song. And he doesn't even like Kanye, it sounds like. It was a beat, I guess he produced for Gucci uh, Mane. I have another quote from Gucci Varg. Gucci Mane has no idea he has a connection to this guy, probably. I have another quote from Varg here, Chris. It says, uh, he said, when interviewed about Kanye West, he said, rap music, I call it crap music. <laughs> <laughs> Varg. After his release from prison, if you're looking for him, he changed his legal name to Louis Cachet in order to avoid difficulties Louis with Cachet. the public, but still uses the Varg Vikerness name in his daily life. Hmm. Sounds like a character in Goodfellas. This is the last note on this insane person, Varg Vikerness, I'm going out on. Vikerness claims he is a distant relative of Norwegian Nazi collaborator Vidkund Quisling. Through his great great grandmother, Michael lit up at the name Vidkun Quisling. I just heard about Quisling recently, and I was like, "I'm going to yeah. do him on a future episode." Oh, right. So there you go. This is a teaser for the Vidkun Quisling episode. Wow. Uh, we know that he is the great great grandmother, or she is the great great grandmother of Varg. So there you wow. go. That's Varg for up until now, from his life till Cause now. Because he's, he's not dead yet, so he's still got a lot of years ahead of him to. Write new blogs. Maybe some music. more collabos. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's write excellent. some hate-filled books. It's too bad that Kim and Kanye broke up before Var got involved because he could have been on like a season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians <laughs> or something where he's like he's living in yeah. the guest house. Who's Kanye hanging out with? Oh, some guy from Norway. <laughs> it's crazy how like Kanye went so far down the conspiracy um, wormhole mm. that he got into this insanely dark anti-Semitic stuff and racist stuff to the point where he's uh, looking up to and being influenced by black metal kids from the 90s. How insane is that? And you know, I I watched a lot of the Alex Jones-Kanye interview and it's really 
weird seeing Alex Jones be like, right, right, but you don't. That's not what you really mean, you know. Like, yeah, Alex no, he Jones says some hard stuff, and Alex Jones goes, "Okay, ha, 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 like trying <laughs> yeah. to laugh over it." Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I, know, I mean, I, know. I guess it's like a mental health thing with Kanye. I wonder if Varg, if Varg is like, I have some strange beliefs, but Kanye takes the cake. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to learn about him. But the thing is, is I, I, I only knew the story up until the murder and the imprisonment because I watched like um, there's a documentary about black metal that's sort of decent called like until the light dying the light or something like that yeah um i watched that years ago and so knew his story from that but like a naive idiot i assumed that that was like an insanely dark weird troubled youth probably you know like yeah. hanging out with all these mentally ill people who just love worship death and so i thought maybe in prison he would have reformed but he really stuck to his guns with yeah. his, um, you know, insane, like, negative, hateful uh, beliefs. Fuck. He's not, like, bowing down from that stuff. So he's still very much bent in that, uh, in that way. Hmm. Well, perhaps it is time to be paid. And it almost seems like he's always, whenever he's free, he's going to try. Um, I'm so sorry, James. No, keep us. What were you going to say? I, it does seem like even time, any, when he gets free, not only is he not reformed, but he tries to collect ammunition to do terror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, I guess he's not doing it now in France with his wife, but Jesus. Mm. Anyways, well, Varg. Well, maybe uh, it's time to be paid a visit from the... Evilometer. Oh, look, it's the Evilometer, and he's wearing corpse paint on his face, <laughs> and he's wearing these huge boots, so he's towering over us. And um, he's holding a laptop and is open to the Thulean Perspective website. <laughs> and he's got 1,500 pounds of TNT. Ah! Okay, great one, Chris. Ah! Uh, very, very interesting. I'll go it was, first. It was, it was Vargtastic. <laughs> I swear I knew the stories and all that stuff, read the articles, but I cribbed most of the information I read off of Wikipedia. Mm. Oh. I... I mean, I guess he didn't kill that many people, but I I, I think I'm giving him a 7.3. I think he's he sucks, and I hate his views, and he inspired that killer, and yeah, he's spreading a person hate. Who killed, a person who killed like 77 people in a terrorist attack That's a looked hell. up to him, which is bizarre. Like yeah. That's not fair to say Varg did that. Yeah, but just, to be an inspiration to yeah, someone s- who would think that way, I just don't like this person. He's a hateful, bad person. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he means well. <laughs> no, I'm gonna give Varg Vargason a uh, Vargi Vargi. <laughs> uh, I give him a damn eight. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah horrible beliefs. Uh, he's a damn Nazi. Uh, he hijacked that family. Imagine how scared the kids were in that car. Yeah, he. Uh, you know, murdered a guy in the kitchen <laughs> and then threw his body down the That's stairs. the hard part. The, yeah. the guy he murdered sounded like he was going to murder people himself anyways. Yeah, right. So that's a tough one, eh? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of a neutral. What would Aristotle say about that ethics yeah. was? Mm. He inspired the Brevik uh, terrorist killer. Uh, but the one of the worst things, maybe the worst thing, I can think of that he did was leaving the band Old Funeral. 
<laughs> the fans never got over that, so no. I'm giving him an eight. Yeah, it can really change the dynamic when one yeah. member leaves. You yeah. know, it's actually yeah. really fucked up. It's totally different sound after devoured carcass. Yeah. yeah. Oh, also we burned those ancient churches. Too. Oh yeah. yeah. Right, right. Oh. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't care. I do feel bad that like. <laughs> yeah, they researching it, nice. it's like okay, uh, burn churches. All right. Yeah. It's but there are parts of the world that would be like. <gasps> True. Yeah. Well, are they beautiful old special churches or mm-hmm. just, I mean, I don't know. I'm giving him a seven because by his own hand, it's not that much terror, but he's one of those guys that in, clearly his influence incites um, hate and negativity uh, beyond uh, what this world should have to deal with, with everything that's going on these days. Mm-hmm. The specifically Scandinavian Nazi thing where they're into like mysticism and like whatever the Thulean society is is very weird and it's like even the Nazis were in, interested in like Oh yeah, the occult and the that occult kind of and like thing. tracing yeah. like, it was all about finding out like if Aryans were the like original pure race and stuff, but then they it gets into like magic and uh I think they believe ufology as I well. I think like Viking wow. lore and Norse mythology and like even like the ancient occult stuff and pagan stuff is really, really kind of cool and interesting. Is there any way to like be into it? Take the not- Nazi part out yeah, of it? Yeah, like why does it have to end up being racist? Like yeah. when sometimes when well, they, I feel it, or, or racist may- people find it and use it for right. their right because yeah, maybe there's nothing inherently like I would wrong like to be. I no, it's very interesting. It is interesting. I it is. There's something really interesting about yeah, like people like. A long time ago, like sincerely making an effort to communicate with demons and the occult, and not like in a in a church way, but like almost like primitive science type yeah. people trying to do it's it is pretty fun. interesting. Like, if we can talk to Thor and just find out if we're related <laughs> to him, yeah. then everything will be okay. Thor, can you guide me and let me know if I'm going to get this job this afternoon? <laughs> the thing is, is yeah, you haven't seen the Northman, but there's this really great part uh, in the middle. When he gets like gifted this sword by a ancient sorcerer type black magic guy or something, Ooh. it's fucking cool. It's like my favorite scene in that movie. But yeah, like I don't know. I like all that old lore, and I have a copy of the Poetic Edda on, on my like uh, side table at home, and, and uh, something to add a little something to the spank bank. Uh. Yes, <laughs> you know, picturing a bunch of. Uh, Dwarves running around <laughs> by a giant serpent, if you catch my drift. <laughs> oh, wait, that sounds really gross and weird. Um, yeah, so that's my disappointment about the cool aspect of that weird pagan history, ancient pagan history, mm-hmm. and how, yeah, like these kind of far right guys have co opted it for these. It's not the case with like Greek gods or Roman gods. It's very, yeah. very much so like. Norse gods and like Scandinavian it's a good mythology. Point. It's yeah. not like, like Italian yeah. fascists aren't like we got to get more into the Roman gods. <laughs> but but the far right in North America do like love ancient Rome as well because yeah. ba- they basically made like a Nazi army. Yeah. And they were very like uniformed and and you know like crazy soldiers, right? Yeah. Uh so there is that uh connection unfortunately too cuz I think ancient Rome history is Super fascinating, and those guys kind of take it as well. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, Varg Varkason. Thanks, Chris, for Thank teaching you, Chris. us about Varg. It was another great episode of, and welcome back, Mike. It's good to have you back. Thank you. Evil.
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.